0: Hey everybody, we are Francis, Martin, and Robert, and this is Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Get ready, we're about to live in your head, rent free. Welcome back to Snakes and Otters. This is Francis in the Captain's Chair. And this is Robert. And I'm Martin. Welcome to Episode 9. We're going to talk about... Woodrow Wilson. Oh, my favorite
1: subject. Yes, I I knew this
0: was going to gain a lot of traction here. This is kind of a paying it forward from our last two episodes. We've talked about Voltaire and the Enlightenment and the philosophical underpinnings. We've moved forward to Franklin and how he did or did not, and the Founding Fathers did or did not incorporate the Enlightenment techniques, uh, philosophies of Voltaire, Locke, and all the others. But we're going to move that forward forward to the 20th century, because I think that you, know, you kind of have to give the Civil War a little bit of a pass. We're not thinking much about philosophy at that time of government. But when we get into the early 20th century, everything changes. And it changes by basically because of one man. It's Woodrow Wilson. The book that I've recently read about this that kind of lays this out is simply titled Woodrow Wilson and the Roots of Modern Liberalism by Robert J. Pestri. And Pestrit, I'm sorry I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, and his premise in many respects is a lot of the philosophical underpinnings at the revolution that we revere still today were taken most of us. Most of us were had well, precisely the point, have taken a very mutated form because of in particular one man, Woodrow Wilson at his election in 1912, and we can talk about that a little bit, because he should not have been elected. No, Teddy Roosevelt screwed that one up. Very much so, and he should have known better. Actually, he probably did know better, but his ego got in the way. Yeah. Uh, because Taft was very much a, let's just keep on doing the things we've always been doing, and most people were pretty much in love with the, the, you know, the 1900s, the 19-aughts, as they say, was a time of unprecedented uh, growth. Most, I mean, a lot of changes happened in those days, uh, but much of the wealth that was at the beginning of that century concentrated in the hands of extremely few, thanks to Roosevelt, is broken apart and is beginning to move itself forward into the engine of the 1920s later. Uh, the war, of course, is kind of an interruption on that. But Taft is basically not going to rock the boat, but he's also not going to continue Rus- Roosevelt's aggressive policies here. Hence his reasoning for running against Taft, splitting the Republican vote, which had a clear majority at this point. Yes, and basically giving it to somebody who is a professor at Princeton University of Virginia is who he was. Is where he came from. Uh, he is actually a Southerner. Most of us do not think of him that way, but he is. Uh, and but he was an intellectual. In his own mind, he was an intellectual giant. <laughs> And that's where we get into something that is really stuck with us today. And I want to explore that a little bit. How much guilt do we need to lay on Woodrow Wilson for much of the modern, liberal, big government philosophy? That's Wilsonism.
1: Well, I think you can lay much of the tw- the, 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 the ills of the 20th century at Wilson's
0: feet. Absolutely. And I
1: think we don't do that well enough. But because, we're about to correct that today. Because Wilson... He laid the groundwork for World War II. Very much so. I mean, if you want to blame anybody for World War II short of Adolf Hitler, it's Wilson. You know, he he the peace that came out of World War I was not a long-term workable peace for what it did to Germany. Right.
0: Now, was but was that Wilson's fault though? Or was that Clemenceau and Lloyd George?
1: Well, the, I and, well, yes. Because yes, they all have a big
2: big they, slice of it. That's yes, right.
1: they do. And if they hadn't pushed so hard for that, uh, and they made him trade that uh-huh. for the League of Nations. Right. His ah, love of the League of Nations. I see. There,
0: that's, that's where you're going to blame. Yeah, Is, I mean, they gave very, in on that, that's so right.
1: he would give in on blaming Germany. So you know, it Germany was, didn't even start it, the war.
0: Wilson himself at this point was riding very high. Uh, he did not have to... He could pretty much write his own ticket, so he thought. but because he was so blinded by philosophy, his philosophy, that he is willing to compromise basic good, good sense. Uh, he precipitated World War II. there's no question as to that no. Well, he allowed Clement, we, uh, he allowed Clemenceau so and Lloyd George to lay the actual seeds of yeah. World War II. Now does that mean Wilson is simply weak? Or is he too much enamored with this, I will make the world in my image? Well, it, I think the latter. It, I think it, so, too. That's where we're going to go with this. It's your favorite word, hubris. Oh, yes. One of my okay. favorites.
2: Now, look, we, there's not enough bourbon on this table for me to get into Wilson the way I really like Will I mean, if you're... If you're listening and you're a fan of Woodrow Wilson, why
1: are you listening to us? You, you
2: well, to we're going to try to skip and, this
0: episode. Well, we're going to convince you otherwise. Because, I really think we are yeah, because I, we, we really need to look at this with the cold modern light yeah. of a hundred years later, yeah. which should be long enough for us, far enough away from us, to really give him the honest appraisal that he is due, yeah. and he fails at just about everything. Well, I think the worse than fails, he actually screws it up so bad. We can't get
1: out of it. Well, that could well. Easily, I don't know. Easily,
0: I, 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 I never
1: lose hope. Of I don't course. think that you. I don't think you can lay everything at, at Wilson's feet. Yeah, it's a little, um, over, because, little bit dramatic, but because what you're talking about, you have to really lay it at um, the Franklin uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's feet uh, or wheels, depending on how you want to look at that. Well, yeah. because what Wilson did, he laid the groundwork right for what would come later. I don't know that you could actually say to, that Wilson would approve of where we are today. And I'm no Wilson apologist. Right. But y- if you look at what he did and what came out of it. So it was under Wilson that we had some major structural changes. Right. Uh, it was under Wilson that we got the, uh, 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 the the Fed. Income tax. And the income tax. That's right. So, but those were, uh, granted, those movements were started before him. Right. But they were implemented under him. Yes, it would not have happened without him or his party. Right. Also, the other thing, the direct election of senators. Direct election of senators, instead of being appointed by the governors of the individual states.
2: No, the, uh, the legislators. Uh, the legislators, yeah, legislators the me, legislators
1: of the individual states. Um, that is what paved the way mostly for what would come. Well, not mostly. One of the major things that people don't even realize paves the way for what comes later. Because it puts so much more power uh-huh. at the federal government. the senates the senators are no longer beholden to the elected representatives in their home state. They're beholden to the mob, correct in the home state. Now, ah. granted, that's not saying it's like we have a you know a true democracy with the senators, but it removes one of the checks on the yeah. rest of the government.
0: Yeah. that's right. And philosophically, that's a Hobbesian thing. The 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 previous system is a Hobbesian yes, thing. Yes. Yes. And, and, and Voltaire would love it too because he didn't trust the mob. He thought they were idiots. Right. And so, that's kind of what we're talking about here: is that can we be trusted to truly self rule? Was Lincoln's Gettysburg Address prophetic in the way that will government of the people, by the people, for the people perish from the face of the earth?
2: Well, let me let me take a, a another big slug of Angel's envy here because again I got to ramp this up a little bit. Please, we're waiting for you. We want this to
0: be eloquent, And, and
2: listeners, you, you may have figured out we are outside and somebody in my neighborhood is shooting off fireworks. That's correct. There's so celebrating a... a little you know, American uh, independence by blowing shit up. That's right. Um, well, we're trying it's to a make... very American tradition. That's right. We're America. trying to blow up Wilson America. as part America. of the gospel. America. Yeah. America. But America. I think, Robert, you are definitely on the money. Um, I think the modern... Political situation is much more of a Rooseveltian situation, um,
1: but it couldn't have happened, I think, without what he, without Wilson did yeah, first. But it, it, it is complicated. It's it's,
2: it's where we are, uh, especially with identity politics, is Roosevelt. Yes, that's all. He introduced that, used it effectively. Nobody forgets that he won because of that. He pit. He was happy to pit groups, individuals, whatever against each other. He loved it. He would send um, ambassadors and, and representatives out with contrary instructions Just to put them against each other for the hell of it But Wilson, again, I mean, if you thought I was down on Bonaparte Wilson's a, a vile racist that thought his shit didn't stink
1: Yes yeah, um, there's no question. He thought he was a great statesman. He thought he was one of the giants, right? And and Clemenceau and, the, and, the war and
2: Lloyd George and them only, laughed at him. That's
1: right. Yeah, he, he was uh, I mean, a pumpkin.
2: Yeah, uh, fourteen points. Well, the good Lord only needed ten. I mean, that is a Clemenceau <laughs> yeah. uh, joke on him. And then you you know you go home, and there are other political figures, right. you know, in your nation. And they are powerful. And why not do a little hometown diplomacy and get Henry Cabot Lodge on your side? Why walk around like you're carrying again the Ten Commandments carved in stone by God? You know, it's it's a political situation. Did he be political?
0: Did he truly think by that he won the war? Yes. And by doing that, he himself was. We'll use that hubris word again. Yeah. He was he was God. He thought he he thought he was it. And could do no wrong.
2: Yeah, he could bypass Henry Cabot Lodge and go right to the Senate, get the treaty passed. Ah,
0: which leads me back to my original philosophical question about Wilson. Wilson is a proponent of strong, centralized, unified central government. The bigger the better.
2: Very much a, a a strong executive, I mean, no more of an of an exponent of a strong executive than Roosevelt, but Roosevelt knew he needed to at least cajole. Well, he, reckon, and, he recognized go to other people. And, the well, checks and balances get, are there yeah. for a
0: reason. They will stymie you unless you find a way to com- yeah. com- compromise and around the them. Idea. That's and I the idea. don't know. And Wilson uh, abrogated that. You love that
1: word, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: basically because he won the war.
1: I, I, I don't know that I can agree with the, the bigger, the better thing, because I see no evidence of it. Well, you, that
0: is probably putting a modern spin yeah. on what we're talking see, about here. Because, again, know,
1: I go back to he's a, he, he laid groundwork for the bigger, the better. Right. But I don't know that that's what he was necessarily looking for. Now, certainly, he saw that executive, right. because he was the executive. exactly Control, was control, not, control. And was not a politician. You know, he, right. like I said, he's, he was a professor. He's an intellectual, yeah. So, you know, for him, some of this is a philosophical exercise in the real world. So I think that's one of the reasons why he really was such a dismal failure outside of the country. Because he didn't understand how the real world real world yeah. worked. Or ignored but, it. I mean, Or ignored it entirely. Yeah. He thought well, he could push he, through things. And he didn't,
2: you know, you talk about not living by what you're professing. Mm-hmm. You know, to him, all of that 14-point stuff and self-determination for nations and all that, that's for white folks.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. That was
2: for white, and that was, you know, again, (laughs) the world, it was a world war. It affected people on every continent. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people came from Africa and from Asia to Paris because they believed in Wilson. They believed in what he was talking about, uh-huh. that they would get their shot at self-determination. And they were shut out. And they were shut out. Yep. And
0: and Wilson didn't make so much as a peep in, a, in objection. That's right. And if you want to see a good... Dramatization of that very moment The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles years ago Did an excellent, excellent piece about that And it showed in particular about the Vietnamese That showed up
2: Ho Chi Minh was in Paris in 1919
0: That's exactly right And they they laid all that out there And uh, uh, George Lucas wisely and brilliantly uh, Put Young Indiana Jones in the middle of all this As a translator So you can meet all these people Which is what he did with that whole series And it's a fascinating look at and the, seri- the episode ends with, you know, we're, this is not over. This doesn't solve much of anything. Yep. Basically, all we've got is Britain and France carving up everything to feed their colonialism appetites now that Germany's yeah. out of the way.
2: Yeah. People from India, people from Africa, people Middle from East. Asia, the Middle East, oh, yes, suffered enormously That's right. in the World War
1: Thousands Post. upon thousands right. died in the trenches in France. Well, and even after that, who helped the Armenians? No one. No one. Yeah. No one. The Turks. It was yeah. right there in Europe. That's and right. Nobody cared because they were not white. That's yeah. exactly right. They were right. ethnic and, Armenians, and
2: every everybody was. So told, many of them were slaughtered. I mean, Turks. They would probably think, I mean, say think? they're not white. They're not the
1: European. They're middle, not you know.
2: European. Yeah, yeah. Western yeah. Yeah. Western yeah. Europeans. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, all the Africans that suffered, uh, they were all just told go home. Go home. This is
1: this doesn't concern you.
2: Doesn't concern right. you. It's yeah. like, wait a minute. If, if we're we, gonna rescued, you. we rescued your ass. That's right. Which, we will rule you if we choose to. We you destroyed our continent. There's almost nothing to go home to in Africa That's right. after the war. It's Be, devastated. Right. It's because, absolutely burned
1: to the ground. And Wilson didn't give a hoot. Which, in a way, is very huh. Because remember. He didn't think much of his fellow man. That's right. He believed in a strong leader, one man, to rule over the rest the of them. In is despot,
0: which is hops right out of the bank, Yeah, right out of the gate. Yeah. So but in many you know, ways, you can say Everybody's
1: our brother, but.
0: Some are more brotherly, brotherly than others. Exactly.
1: Brotherly. There's always, you know, there's my brother, and there's the one we don't talk about. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's, yeah, so I think in the U.S. with Wilson, I think making those three changes I talked about, or at least shepherding them to their end, because he didn't necessarily initiate any of them, uh, but the direct election of senators by the people, the Fed, and the income tax, especially the Fed and the income tax, are more visible because, you know, the Fed is how we finance our debt. Right. And the income tax, well, nobody likes it. Well, yeah. You know. Well,
0: in, in many respects, he is setting. I think it's one of those things like Christ said on the cross, "Forgive them, Lord; they know not what they do." It's kind of what Wilson's doing here. He didn't realize the power he was handing to
1: the federal government just by the taxation, income tax the, issue. There's probably, like I said, because he died, because he, he didn't even get a chance to finish out his his own second term right. as a lucid person. Right. You know, we know now his wife Edith. She, you know, illegally did God knows how much the last what two years? Yeah, at yeah, least. Yeah, stroke pretty pretty was, pretty was
0: so. severely incapacitated. Inca- yeah, Incapacity. I mean, right.
1: he I mean, should not have been president the last couple of years. He was truly not able to perform his duties.
0: But because of the war. And, and we didn't have the visibility. That's correct. We it wasn't really known. No. Twenty fifth Amendment.
2: She was
1: right. able to able to make that. It's right. We kind of
2: make a, us uh, a show
1: that he could do stuff. But yeah, we, we and I'm sure I'm sure the advisors and, uh, that he had and the people around him helped with that. That's correct. They kept, they, uh, he
2: froze a lot of them out. She did. I mean, they froze. She had to had some help. Yeah. I mean, no. she could she have froze done froze that. some of them out
1: though. I'm sure she did, but you know, it's like uh, you know, the people not knowing. That's kind of like uh, uh, Roosevelt. Not everybody realized the man could barely stand, much that's less right. was in a wheelchair most of
0: the time. Exactly, and, and the press, ironically enough, were willing accomplices in this. Do you imagine
1: that today? Never. No, no, never no matter happened. what, no
0: matter what parties in
1: power, right? It would
0: never be a permitted. Well, he would have never been elected because you could never elect a handicapped individual to the highest office in of the United Differently States. Differently abled. Uh, that's correct. I mean, you, you, you know that, that not no, That's right. I, I
2: think that I don't know. T- you could I today,
0: today. Back then, yeah, no. You, Do, well. I think you could today. Maybe. Um, it, I mean, it's a,
1: it's a stretch. You. Just I mean, because... Greg,
2: Greg Abbott's the governor of Texas. Yeah,
1: maybe so. I'm in a wheelchair. But,
2: but, I mean,
1: well, you know, you get a wheelchair in Texas, like you just fire off some guns and you're good. Uh, George Wallace, you know. But again, state level. That's correct. That's, state I, level. I, Again, I think... And again, it, most of that is before... Uh, television really becomes a big deal, you know. Television has changed politics, yeah. no question.
0: That's right. I mean, so the
1: visuals around Roosevelt would not have worked so well back then, especially <laughs> today. Would still be, for lack of a better term, a handicap for somebody in a wheelchair. It would be difficult. Not yeah. that it couldn't be done, right. but that's going way off the, the beaten path. Yeah, here. I mean, it, it's so. I think with Wilson, I don't. I'm having a hard time seeing. The Enlightenment philosophies Expressed in him Now I see Voltaire mm-hmm. With that Enlightened despot thing Right But that's not really part of the the Enlightenment philosophy Right Wilson's
0: philosophy in many respects That takes this mutation of The idea Of everyone has value Because they have freedom of speech Freedom of expression Freedom of the press All those things that are very Voltairean This, in many respects, is at odds with his understanding of the government really is the savior of the people. That's a philosophy that that is articulated by him that is new. That's the father of modern liberalism right there.
2: That's That part you're on the money about. Wilson is the first guy of government... Needs to be stepping in, saving the people. It is the answer
1: to everything. Yeah, he seriously ran- said and meant, "Hi, I'm from the government. and I'm here to help." That's great. was probably the it, first guy that meant it really. That's right. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's until that until Wilson, it's the government's supposed to serve the people. Right. For him, the government is supposed to be more important They're than anything. It's supposed to save the people. Yeah. Um, that's right on the money. That is a very Wilsonian, and I
0: think that is exactly where I'm going with this. That the father of modern liberalism, as we would say, that's what
1: it's about. And you know that, and all that, the implications that go with that. That serving versus saving. That's a subtle shift in philosophy because you could say saving is serving, right? But it's a subtle shift in philosophy because of the relationship change between the people and those that govern them, not right. rule them, govern. That's right. Yeah, um, because. That I think that shift in philosophy is where you get that the government, as you said, is more important. Yeah, it's, than a, it's the a question of well, In many respects, who has power? What you yeah, say is you say
0: we say govern, but de facto it's still rule right. under this philosophy.
1: Exactly, and that's that's exactly what I mean. You know, before it was we we are governed by those in Washington because we send them there. Right, uh, but now they yeah. rule us. That's
0: correct. You know, the they people control us.
1: The, and you know, you can make an argument that. There's very little unknown, with rare exceptions, our current president being one of them, at the beginning of any election cycle. You know, you've a pretty good idea who's going to run, you got a pretty good idea who's likely to come out of it, and all of that stuff. Right. Except, again, this last yeah. time. Totally right. blew that out of the water. But right. that's the exception that proves the rule, as they say. Um, you know, I'm not saying everything is decided beforehand, but in some ways it is. Well, it's decided who the two... In many ways, they get anointed. Yeah, they, they, they do. They,
0: well, which is a very, very, very good word in all this because that's exactly what we're talking about. Doctor Thomas Sol put it together very, very well. It's the vision of the anointed in his book that he talks about. That it's the anointed that have to save the benighted.
1: Well, yeah, we even talk and that's about very
0: Voltairean because Voltaire believed the benighted should not be trusted with self-rule. They're too stupid.
1: Yeah, we even talk well, about this view. You know, ruled versus government. We talk about the ruling class. Think about that. Yeah. How unAmerican
0: that is! Yes. Very that is very uh, 18th century British. Yeah. yeah. It's it's it's, yeah, it's the, ast- the aristocracy of the bureaucracy. Oh, well, that's cool. of, I like that. I, yeah, I like that too. Yeah, that's that's exactly. not
2: something that should be part of the modern American lexicon.
0: Yet it is. It is. And yet it is exactly it is, that. Very much. And it is. It is more yeah. than just a lexicon. It is is reality. Yeah.
1: It is. I mean, if you look at it, you've got. Political dynastic families. You know, Kennedys, Clintons, Bushes. Yeah. You've got in various states, local dynasties. Right. You know, certainly in our state, we've had plenty of them, right? Right. Yeah. Louisiana, plenty of them. Right. New York, even if it's not familial, you've got, you know, like the Tammany machine. Mm -hmm, You've got dynasties of a different kind.
0: Well, power tends to consolidate itself,
1: that's how it thrives
0: and survives.
1: That's true. Now, yeah. on the local level, that's more understandable from an American point of view, because, again, it's local. Right. And the damage that can be done
2: is limited, too. And it's limited, that's generally right. speaking, yeah. yes.
1: But once you get at the national level, there's fewer checks and balances, ironically enough, yeah. especially today. Mm-hmm. Because we have come to accept this concept of the ruling class as a yeah. country.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, and our, our Congress has ceded... So many of their responsibilities. Well, they become part an, of the ruling an class. an incredibly broad mm. legislation right. that they give over to the executive.
1: Right. And so then the bureaucracy has to issue what becomes law, yeah. uh-huh. but isn't really law because it's just regulations. Right, I mean, it has the force of law. Yeah,
2: regulations become statute.
1: Right. So, that is so, I mean, if the, you wanted to be a strict constructionist, yeah. that is totally unconstitutional. Yeah.
2: Totally. If, if, if the lawmakers wanted in a law, they should be writing it, not leaving it to bureaucrats. That was yep. the intent. Right. But let me let me do do something here because I want to get back to, to pinning this on Wilson. Yeah. Because again, you're not going to hear me say much good about Wilson. Well, none of us will.
0: Um, That's why I wanted to talk about him.
2: To me, there's there's two huge things that Wilson represents as 180 degree turns. Okay. One of them we touch on here in that prior to Wilson, if there's a problem in a community, the first reaction is not to go to government. Right. I mean, even going back to Franklin, his first re- you know reaction to anything in a community is let's see if we can figure it out on our
0: own. Well, that's the principle of subsidiarity. Yeah.
2: It. It and it was part of what de Tocqueville thought was this great wonderful strength of America yeah. is we'll figure out how to fix it we're not going to immediately turn to government right post Wilson and post Franklin Roosevelt we're paralyzed without turning to government we look to government to for a solution to everything
1: yep that's, uh, yeah, that's exactly it you
2: know oh, uh, we don't know what to do we don't uh, government we, save us my cat is lost what do I do
0: yeah um, Which actually I got shortchanged
2: in the McDonald's drive thru. What do I do? Call 911. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people immediately turn to the government for redress of every
0: grievance. Mm-hmm. Which leads to an idolatry, ultimately. It does. It does. It and that's, is. That's where it's an idolatry
2: of government, it's an great. idolatry of, uh, of, of those in it.
0: Wilsonism ultimately leads to false gods, idolatry.
2: Yeah, it does, exactly. Yeah. The other the other thing, I'll just I'll hit this and I'll turn it over yeah, to, yeah. to you, but. The other thing for me about Wilson That represents this 180 degree change From the past is He steps Into the world stage Seeking To not just make us equals But to ignore Washington And entangle us Back in These quarrels Which uh, he In his hubris he thinks he can settle
1: Right
0: um, You could say he's the first globalist yeah. Oh absolutely, yeah. yes, in fact. Yeah. And ironically, of course, the reason he won the second term, just barely, mind you, is because he ran on the platform he kept us out of war. Yeah. That very thing yeah. which he eventually proved himself false at, because that's well, exactly where he I went. think he
1: wanted to be in the war. Oh yeah. But he had to run on he's I've kept you out of it because well, he yeah. knew that's what people wanted. Wilson was not stupid by any means. No.
2: No, but he Again this not not to say that today's situation, when you look at something like NATO, yeah. in the post-war world, it's necessary. You you have to be there.
0: Well, yeah, it, for, but there you are, have to provide a. Character there are many balance. things that took that took, came out of World War II that were unique.
2: Yeah, it's unprecedented. That's right. But I mean, Wilson is bestriding the world like a colossus. Here, uh, to, you know, bring in the the Julius Caesar Shakespeare again. Right. Um, well, in his own mind, in his own mind, his, yeah. his own mind, yeah. yes. And well, seeking he, to settle these quarrels, but at the same time, again, seeking to only settle them among the
0: white people.
1: Well, and to impose his own solution, and it impo- well, impose his own. In vision many respects, of what's he is doing fair.
0: he is doing what Napoleon did as well, and many other tyrants before him. They see themselves as gods. They have made themselves. They have achieved apotheosis. They can fix it. They
2: can yeah, because they, they fix are, it because they thing.
0: who of who they are. Yeah. Napoleon felt this. You know, he had a divine mission uh, to to bring his beliefs into uh, Europe uh, by the point of a sword, of course. Yeah. Wilson is very similar in his understanding here. He's simply using the diplomatic sword instead of the actual one.
2: Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, and he, well, and I he's
2: mean, a, he has the leverage to do it. I mean, unquestionably, America rescues Europe in World War One. Right. He has the leverage. But it's squandered.
0: He, he squanders it completely. and he, Is it because he got he, into the details too much and wanted that League of no. Nations so much? No. Well, it, I think he personal. did, but I think it's...
1: For me, uh, t- to me, that was the mechanism of, of how he squandered it. But I think the reason he squandered it is because he just had no clue of what... Uh, he, he didn't understand the game, much less the rules.
0: Yeah. So Clemenceau and Lloyd George were absolutely correct. This guy was a bumpkin and needed to go back across the pond. Well, in some and, ways, and yes. There, there's
2: a reason for Washington's admonition to stay out of these entanglements in the old world. Yeah. And it's, you can't solve them. That's right. And I
0: mean, they, when, they, when, they,
2: when Slavs want to shoot Teutons just because, no amount of wonderful Wilsonian idealism is going to solve that.
1: Yeah, when, no when number they, of McDonald's on a corner is going to solve that.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, you know, these wonderful 14 points about self determination and all that is still not going to fix that half of Europe would rather shoot the other half.
0: Nevertheless, were the 14 points, and I'm sliding a little bit off here, were they worth it? Were they good ideas? Well, that's two different questions. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, there are, were there they good ideas? They're a terrific
2: statement. Of universal principles, right? Um,
0: the intellectual alike Wilson. That's met, so yeah. Shouldn't surprise I mean
2: us. again? They are, they are wonderful principles, Christian principles, blah blah blah. If you are serious about them,
1: yeah. if
2: you mean them, yeah.
1: Well, that's the that's the whole problem. You know, just to segue just a little bit here. You know, people who who don't like church say, well, yeah, you know, I wouldn't belong to any church. It's full of hypocrites. You know, which I say, well, come on in, brother. There's room for one more. That's
0: exactly right. They, they, they we all don't
1: are. live out our principles, any of us. Which kind of I'm,
0: leads to where I want to go with this is that 14 points, he's revered, philosophically speaking, for those. And I think he's given far too much a pass in American history because of that idealistic, rather stupid, as we've determined, outlook. The idealism still remains. Sometimes that's all we remember, which kind of gives the irony to the fact that maybe he did achieve some form yeah. of apotheosis on but his
2: own. American diplomacy, and this goes right back to Franklin and what Isaacson's talking about, American diplomacy is at its best and works and actually fixes things when it combines an idealism uh-huh. of the worth and the value of all human persons right. with some real politic. With uh-huh. with an understanding that you've got to actually do something practical here. You've got, to, you've got to fix things. You've got to be able to appeal to real people who might not share your idealism.
0: So the reason that Wilson falls down is because he's one-legged.
2: Yes, exactly. He's an idealist.
0: Without bothering... Franklin,
2: Franklin, yeah. one of the great diplomatic successes in American right. history, uh-huh. um, again, it was there when it was signed to end the war. Signed a treaty with the French to help us win the war. That's right. Um, signed the Declaration. Um, signed the Declaration. Of, involved in the compromises that built the Constitution because he combines an idealism with some practicality, with some, uh, if I'm going to be effective... I've got to find out what these the French really want. That's what I would and about appeal about to that, and make sure I am offering that to
1: them.
0: It's not enough just knowing where you are going, but you have to know the roadmap to get there.
1: Yes, yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of what, uh, another way of talking about what I had said. Uh, I think in in, uh, in a prior episode, it's like we are really good at the ideals. That's what philosophy is for. It's what religion is for. You set the ideal. Right. This is the ideal behavior that we should aspire to. And it's up to us to live it out. Yeah. And that's why I say that we suck at it. You know, right. We yeah. don't really well, do it. We well, are all hypocrites. Yeah. Some of this is English
0: common of, law versus Roman law, because Roman law is exactly what you yes, talking about. Yes, that is Roman
1: law. But, I mean, but you know, it's the even the founders realized that, you know, that not all men are truly created equal in practice. That's right. We see that in some of the compromises in the Constitution. Yeah. But they did the best they could and laid the groundwork. They at least knew yeah. where
0: they wanted to go, even if they knew they may not ever be able to get there.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, and if you look at Wilson, I think he saw the ideal as the only way. Yeah. I think that's why he failed that's yes. why in he the fails. diplomatic right. area. And again,
2: contrary to Franklin, who, how do you get people on board who don't share your idealism? You've got to offer them something.
1: Uh, yes, and I think that, when you marry it up with, uh, I think that all attention on being this great statesman and yes. not paying attention to the stuff that was happening at home that was would later change the country and the world, mm-hmm. really, It's because either he wasn't interested in it, because honestly, I don't think anybody saw no. where those things were yeah. going to head.
0: No, Even, Wilson did not realize the Frankensteinian monster that he ultimately created. And that, uh, now, of course, he laid was the a, groundwork for it. That's correct. I, I, I still well, he he laid it all out. He actually built the Frankenstein monster, but it was Roosevelt who gave him life. Oh, very
1: good, very good. See, I know I I knew we could make this work. Yeah, Yeah.
2: that's not bad. Well,
1: sir, we're at the end. I think I I think we have. I'm surprised we spent that much time on Wilson. It went so fast.
0: Absolutely, it was. uh, It's. It's. There's so much more we could talk about. Seems
1: almost unfair.
2: We uh, we 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 thwacked uh, a poor defenseless. Dead white guy.
0: It's all Dead, right. Oh, it's all right. That's all right. Yeah. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, we'll be talking next time. We're going to shift gears considerably. We're going to go back to comic books where we were a few episodes ago, and we want to talk about the contribution of the great king Jack Kirby in the modern understanding of comics today.
2: Thanks for being with us here every week at Snakes and Otters, a pointless discussion of eternal questions. Be sure to spread the word on your social media accounts. Follow us and retweet us. We are on Instagram and on
1: Twitter at Snakes and Otters. Let your friends know that they can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. Just search Snakes and Otters Podcast to find us. And please, remember to leave us your comments and reviews. It helps people find us. And you can always send us an email at snakesandotterspodcast at
0: gmail.com. I'm Martin. I'm Robert. And I'm Francis. Catch us next week. Same snake time, same otter channel.